There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Now the Queen will be asked by the government to suspend Parliament just days after MPs return to work in September and only a few weeks before the Brexit deadline. I noticed the BBC's political editor, Laura Kunisberg, guy saying it will uh, make for Boris Johnson's new administration to hold a, a Queen's speech, uh, laying out the government's plans on the 14th of October. But it also means that MPs are unlikely to have time to pass any laws that could stop the Prime Minister taking the UK out of the EU without a deal on the 31st of October. Now, I want to speak to political observer uh, Tom Kelly about this. Uh, uh, Tom, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Tom, in ordinary layman's terminology, laywomen's terminology, um, what, what, what exactly are they tr- is Boris trying to achieve at this present moment in time when there's so much of a rumour about a general election? Well, I think he's trying to create a win-win situation because proroguing par- uh, parliament means the end of the parliamentary session, so you can't do any more parliamentary business. And you saw last week, or at the weekend, Jeremy Corbyn, the opposition leaders, and some of the Tories, get, ex-Tories, getting together to say, look, they're going to stop a no-deal Brexit. Uh, and it is clear, Frank, I mean, from, even though from all of the fog in Westminster, there's no majority in the House of Commons for a no-deal Brexit. So Johnson is now gambling, I would assume, on a win-win situation, as he would see it. Uh, he, he goes to prorogue Parliament and is successful and tries to push ahead uh, with his no-deal. Uh, and or he's unsuccessful in that and decides that it's a case of the people versus the parliament and goes to the country in the hope that he can win an election. Now, uh, that is high, a high-risk strategy because, as you and I both know, the uh, British politics has never been so more divided. Um, the battlefield will be in England, uh, not in Northern Ireland or Scotland or Wales, but by and large in England between this rise in English nationalism and, and other people who have a more internationalist outlook. So it's all very high risk. It's it's like high risk poker now. And how does all this tally with the amalgamation of other party leaders that came to the fore yesterday? Well, I think that they will now do everything that they possibly can uh, to bring down the government uh, because there are a few days effectively where Parliament will sit and Parliament will um, uh, discuss things and and they will try to collapse the government. I think it's pretty clear now that Boris Johnson... uh, by taking this radical action, because you've got to remember, this has only been used a few times, and to, to bring the monarch into play in terms of uh, asking Parliament's sovereignty effectively to be suspended is a huge ask. 
uh, for the Queen because, I mean, the Queen's sitting there, you know, looking after the interests of the monarchy and sees the monarchy as probably a unifying factor throughout the UK, probably the only one, and is now thinking, uh, you know, this grenade has now landed on my lap. So I think that the other leaders will do everything they possibly can to bring about the collapse of the government. And like I say, from Boris Johnson's point of view, maybe that's exactly what he wants, uh, to go to the country and uh, in the hope that he can win the election on, on an English battlefield. Could she refuse? Uh, possibly she could, because if she takes the view that uh, Parliament needs to continue on, or you know, does someone else in the Commons uh, hold, uh, can, can they pull together a majority, which I don't think they can, by the way, because it's, it's very clear that uh, Jeremy Corbyn isn't acceptable to all of the people who want a note, uh, opposition to a no deal. He would have to stand aside, and he's not going to do that. Uh, like, Frank, it's hard to explain, but we're really in uh, uncharted constitutional position because in some ways Boris is accusing the Remain people in Parliament of doing everything by fair mean and foul to thwart uh, the referendum result, and he's now doing everything by fair mean and foul uh, to thwart them, including parole the, so- the sovereignty of Parliament. And Jeremy Corbyn is right as well that even though Britain doesn't have a written constitution as it stands, the leader of the opposition would be asked if, if the Prime Minister today loses the confidence of the House of Commons, which is highly likely, he's got a one-vote majority, it is the leader of the opposition who's then invited to form a parliament. Uh, and I can't think of any, any time when another person has been asked to form a government who isn't the leader of the opposition in the main party. It's happened in the Republic of Ireland uh, way back uh, in, the, in the 1940s when Fine Gael formed administration and Richard McCahey wasn't acceptable to the coalition partners and they basically chose another prime minister who was John Costello. But I've never heard it in British terms. Can you see a, a, an election? Can you see an election yeah, weeks away? Yeah, I can away? see an election, yeah. Yeah, like, 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 uh, like I think, the, yeah. some, some Thursday in the middle of October. I think so, yeah. I think we're heading towards uh, a general election. Uh, and I think all the parties sort of instinctively have known that. I mean, uh, but all to play for in, in this election because Nicola Sturgeon will be hitting pretty hard in Scotland. I think any of the Tory gains, and this is the laugh, the Tory party could pick up gains in England uh, against Labour. Labour are doing very well in all the areas where Labour already holds seats. So their share of the vote's gone up, but not their number of seats. And, you know, gains in Scotland that the Tories made at the last election could now be lost uh, once again, uh, but could be offset by gains uh, in England. So it's going to be a very, very interesting election. And, of course, it's going to be very interesting here because effectively over here, people will turn it into another sectarian headcount come border poll. Um, and I don't think the format of the MPs being returned to Northern Ireland will be the same after this election. This one could see change. Do you, do you think people have put any pressure on Sinn Féin to consider taking their seats where every vote could be absolutely crucial regarding Brexit? Not this side of a general election, for certain. Uh, I don't know how long they could sustain an abstentionist position if Parliament went back and was hung again and their votes did actually count. We all know that they've counted over the past two years, but they've chosen not to because of their policy of abstentionism. And I can't see them abandoning that in the next three or four weeks just to offstay an election. I think they'd rather have an election as well. Mm, because there are many different reasons as to why uh, people view elections in, in, in different ways. I know if it's a Sinn Féin representative on here, they would say uh, there'd be no chance whatsoever of them uh, taking taking their seats. But, uh, you know, people uh, on the bus say to you, you know, I wonder would they take their seat if they found that there was so hung at the end that they were king or Queen makers or destroyers, and uh, the, the answer to that is no. They they, they won't. 
No, the answer I think is no. Uh, but at some stage, I think increasing pressure comes on about you know whose interests are you representing best, and I think in this case they would have to put the interests of Northern Ireland and Irish people uh, to the fore if we went back into another hung parliament. Uh, one writer in that is I actually think that the Tories could win a general election or they could win a general election in conjunction not with the DUP who I think could get jettisoned in all of this uh, but with the Brexit party. Yes, because the Brexit party certainly, Farage yesterday was sounding like he's really prepared to play ball and make it as easy as possible for Boris to to win the election and if that happens and he does become Prime Minister with the significant majority uh, how hard does he kick the DUP? Well he doesn't have to kick them too hard because if he gets his majority they just go back to being another party in Parliament uh, but one albeit with very few friends because you know, once you turn a page and you've made uh, a new alliance with a new political party, it's the Brexit party, um, then Johnson will be looking forward to four years of rule without having to uh, pay much attention to any of the minority parties. The one caveat in all of this, remember, is that Brexit's greatest impact only comes in in mainly Tory constituencies. So therefore, for the Brexit party to do well, and I think this is why Johnson's gambling on an election, he also wants to see off the Brexit party. That's the other aspect. He's, he's firing all the right messages out to make them feel as if their agenda is included. But in reality, if the Brexit party was to make gains, it would be at the expense mainly of the Tory party, not of the Labour party. Yes, but if but if... if, if, if Boris Johnson becomes a Prime Minister with a, a clear majority and he's able to shake off the shackles of the, the DUP, he can he can get his deal with the backstop, can't he? Well, you know, Boris is one of those people who will do a deal uh, of some description, you know, whether it's Theresa May is mixed up like an eaten mess and represented, I think that he'd probably get away with it. A few, a few politicians can get away with these things. I wouldn't underestimate the strength of uh, the, the other parties like Labour and the Lib Dems and the Scott Nash because you've also got to remember that you now have had 12 years of Tory government and, you know, Britain does go through cyclical changes of governments when people have been there for a long time. So, I mean, Boris has taken a big risk um, in terms of standing for it. And, and a third of his party don't believe him. So you're not convinced that he will be the next Prime Minister? Uh, I, I think that he, he is likely to be. Uh, but I wouldn't rule out anything in relation to the other parties because there's sometimes undercurrents which political commentators and sophologists can't really follow, which is, has the community had enough of this type of government? You know, will they take their ire out on the Tory government completely and therefore reject them and, and go for a Corbyn thing? Because remember, in the last election, Corbyn surprised everybody because young people were 100% behind him and the demographics of the Tories uh, are all in the 55, 60 plus uh, bracket. So it depends if you get a real swing uh, momentum on the ground for change, uh, which is sometimes hard to, to measure because we've all been concentrating so much on Brexit. People just may be fed up with Tory parties and that undercurrent uh, sweeps the Tories out and then it brings back in coalition government. I think whatever happens going forward, Britain is now, like Ireland, committed to coalition government. Yeah, all the moves, all the shakes seem to be towards a general election. It's going to be in the middle of October and it is going to, without doubt, be the most exciting general election of, I think, of my lifetime. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.